Welcome back to Snakey's Tap Talk. I've uh, taken another week off, but lots of things coming up for the World Cup, so I've got to give myself a bit of a rest. But I'm glad and happy to say I'm back, and I'm joined by Dean Cox, uh, ex-Albion, ex-Leighton Orient, Crawley, a few other clubs. Um, 17 years as a professional. How are you, Dean? Very well. Got a beer in hand. Yeah. Can't, can't complain. Well, you know, Snakey's Tap Talk, it's got to be in a pub, I always say that. The ones that aren't in the pub, they just don't have that same uh, same atmosphere, really. But keeping well, you've just got back from Spain, got a nice little tan going on. Yeah, Spain with the family. Uh, yeah, so obviously recently retired, so it's yeah. quite a nice time to uh, take the kids away and uh, enjoy a bit Get of family. Get a few holidays, a bit different to the holidays with the football boys back in the day. Cool, yeah. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to... As I've mentioned to you before off, off air, I'm going to do this in three parts today. So we're going to start with first half as such, 45 minutes. So we're going to go straight in with your early life and the Albion. So let's just start with early life, really. And I don't want, you know, if you want to sound cocky, you can do. But did you always think you'd make it? Yeah, I read that one when you sent it. <laughs> I, think, um, I think I knew I had a chance just because I was sent with the first thing quite early. So, yeah. You know... Because you have you have people that are, that go into it and you know they think they like people that get picked up later. People that sort of say I'm getting it, and you also get people that go through the academy systems and go I'm 100 percent getting a contract. Go into the scholar meeting in a February and get told Yeah, we don't want you. So, yeah, exactly. I think yeah, whether or not I'd be a professional or not, I think it's another thing. But I felt I had a chance, like yeah, I said. Because, you knew you were at that level. Because, yeah, you were training with the first team and you were dipping in and out youth team to first team. Uh, if they ever needed someone extra, they, they seemed to turn to me, which was nice, obviously. Um, but obviously, yeah, the first couple of sessions were a bit daunting. Obviously, the likes of Oatway and Charlie Oatway and uh, sure they Richard you- Carpenter. <laughs> Yeah, you, you knew you were. You yeah. had to handle yourself. I'm sure they gave you a warm reception. I'm sure they. Yeah, one way of putting it. Yeah, a couple of two-footed lunges. Yeah, and, yeah. But, yeah. But that, I think that was part and parcel. You've got a you sink or swim, didn't you? I, I say that to a lot of young players. You go into an environment where you're playing with your mates, then you go into the first team, and you're like, you know, these ain't your mates. No. You're looking to get a contract and you know potentially take someone's position. So you've got to expect it. Uh, certainly didn't expect a lot of things that happened, but um, I like to think that sort of built my character up a bit and helped me on my way. I think even from my point of view of playing like real parks football, I played adult football from quite an early age, sort of like straight out of college, was in involved with an adult team, and and I think having that, having those older people around you, they do they help your character, they make you more confident and. You know that they might give you shit at training, and they might. But you know that if you get in trouble, they're going to protect you. Almost. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, obviously going from that to when I was in the first team, you'd be getting kicked by them, you know, in training on the Tuesday. On the Saturday, they're grabbing yeah. people by the scruff of the neck and Damn. telling them to get off you and you know leave, leave, leave it out. You know, a lot of that happened. But um, yeah, certainly built my character because uh, I was quite timid really when I was young. Certainly. Uh, become a bit more lippy and a bit more outspoken. As uh, <laughs> that you, shocks me. As yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You say that sarcastically, I feel, but um, no, it certainly did. And like I said, I think that era, you, you you had to have a little bit about you. And I, don't get me wrong, I was I was tiny. You know, I hadn't done a weight session properly. Um, so 
you know, I sort of tried to, when I always went and trained there, was do something that the manager would think, oh, you know, I'd tell someone to shut up. Hold on a minute. He's, <laughs> he's got a bit Yeah, he's, he's 17. Yeah. Little, little, cock, little old cocks who told me to <laughs> shut up. So I always felt like I could do something. Obviously, try and make him look stupid with a ball as well yeah. at the same time. But yeah, just to have a bit of, uh, a little bit of spunk about me, if, yeah. so to speak. Just to like, you know, come in, oh, Coxie's here. Oh. Co- Coxie's arrived. Yeah. But, so being, you're a local Sussex lad, Hayward Teeth mm. growing up. Yeah. But were you an Albion fan or not? Yeah. You were an Albion yeah, fan. Yeah, so yeah, playing yeah. for the club you sport, that must have been... Yeah, I mean, it's any kid's dream, isn't it? You know. And were you always on Brighton's books? Yeah, from the age of six. Yeah, so signed at six. With Vic and... Remember Vic yeah. Bragg walking around the Golds and said, oh, you might be able to play one day, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> getting knocked down in well, a year. Well, dad was looking at me like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you, that's where you start. And I still remember the walk around and thinking, oh, this would be great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean time went on yeah obviously uh didn't expect it to go where it did which was obviously fantastic but yeah. uh, the early stages were were hard they were hard and then obviously from a point of view with you've got a beer in hand you know talking about it's, it is a loosely beer related podcast like did you being in on the books with the Albion and you know you've said training with the first team at 17 did that make your mindset change a little bit like did you have the mentality of my mates who are going to party on Friday night I might go but not drink or I might not go because I want to be a professional footballer no fully no, fully still went fully yeah. well you yeah it. no I think I think <laughs> I think I think I was selective I think that's probably the right mm. word I certainly wouldn't miss out too much but you certainly yeah when there was games coming up and yeah, you couldn't afford to do it, especially at that age, you know. Did any did any of like you've mentioned Carpenter Oakway, did any of them ever grab you and you go, You need to knuckle down or, uh, or were yeah, you I was never bad? I would no, I wasn't yeah, they call them pretty uh, party boys, don't know. I? I wasn't really like I wouldn't go out every week, um especially leading up. I mean when I was a bit more established and it was a bit more uh I suppose accepted at that time, you know, that was and if you play now, you get scrutinised. Well, we'll, we'll talk. We're going to yeah, touch yeah. on that later on. But yeah, absolutely, more accept. Yeah, accepted, uh, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you'd have to. You have to be selective. Definitely, you couldn't. Just wouldn't be able to do it no. because you could turn up one morning. You're with the first team. You've been out the night before. You're going to let yourself down. Yeah. So you know, you'd always in, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know, and it was always a dream to be a pro. So you know, all your mates going out for a beer and whatnot was. It was. Uh, listen, it was hard. Of course, it's hard. We all know it is. It still is. Yeah. Still was when I, was, you know, later on. You, you, sometimes you're like, oh, I better not this game. But I think as I got older, I sort of, yeah, when I was probably a bit more established, you would. You could then go a bit more. But so I, you I feel think, like you had a bit of clout to do yeah, it. If I you know what I mean. You the term the you've used there, selective. That's probably a quite a good way of looking at it. Like um, because you you go right. Well, I need to work towards that. I can go for a couple of beers, but. Yeah, yeah, some nights you'd go, but just don't go mad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. That's oh, good do. stuff. And then, so, do you have, though, with it being Beer Podcast, I always ask this question and get some different answers. Do you have that memory? Do you remember, like, your first time having a beer, like, whether you were at a family Christmas or a barbecue or something like that, and or is there a drink that you had in a park bench at 14 that you could never touch that drink again? Oh, no, I used to love Blue WKD, that used to be me. Yeah. <laughs> that was Part yours, fully. Blue WKD. Around the skate park, yeah. 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 Training at the album and then come back and then the next day I'd be 
sitting on a bench in the mates. WKD. But yeah, at that, at that point, you didn't realise, you know, where it could go. I no. think, you know, you're just, you're playing, I was still playing for a local team, Cookville Cosmos, and then you were playing. Oh, I used to play against Cookville Cosmos in the Mid-Sussex League. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, South Downs Rovers were always good as well, weren't they? Hove yeah. Rivervale. Hove Rivervale, yeah. Greg, who's here with us, was a Hove Rivervale boy. Um, <laughs> now, with the... you Were you, were you on the YTS scheme? Was that still a thing? When yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. So you'd, but yeah. you're probably one of the latter... I would have thought so, yeah. Because very much, like I've mentioned sort of on my notes, like... It's not something with the academies being like a real, like, you know, people from all parts of the world coming over and stuff. Yeah. It's not something that happens anymore. No, but, it's all local, really. Yeah. But it, it was all local and it, it shapes you, it shapes you as players. Certainly people of like your sort of era of football, they say like doing those hard graph of training, but then still doing yeah. jobs. It makes you, makes you appreciate what oh, you're I'm doing. Certainly. So I would train with the first team. You'd move the goals. You'd pick up every comb. You'd then come in, you'd sweep up the change rooms, you'd then clean boots. Whose boots did you clean? Gary Hart. Gary Hart. What a legend. Oh, oh, he's got to get on the pod at some point. Oh, you've got to get him so on. So he, he was your, but you were his boot he boy. Was, yeah, no, he, forget that, he was my idol. Just the way he was, he was a winger, obviously. Yeah. He used to, we used to train a little bit before then, so like, we, and obviously at Sussex Uni. Yeah. You've been there. You yeah. So I did my I did my work experience. Oh, right. Was doing the media stuff with Paul Camlin and Tim. Yeah. At, oh, okay, and it was yeah. when Poya. It was the season we won League One. So okay. I was doing film and Poya. Nice. Yeah, yeah. All with, yeah. So we could sit on the balcony. We'd finish. You'd probably get about fifteen minutes. And every time they're done crossing fishing, I had to watch him. Just watch him cross the ball. I just on so, a on a sixpence. Just and you know sometimes I'd say to him, oh, Teach me how to. Yeah, how you have know, you done that? Or yeah, what yeah. makes you go that and he, way? And he used to be great. You know, some, you know, I won't name, but some would <laughs> look at you and be like, yeah, whatever, yeah. mate. Whereas he would go on and get us a bag of balls. So I'd get a bag of balls, trunch over with him, and he would, after training, an hour with me, just crossing balls, free kicks. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and he used to be great. But yeah, I used to always want to watch him. And then when he, they said about doing boot, like that. So yeah, said, he was your, he was like, yeah, I'm taking. And did he tip you? No, he was quite tight. <laughs> quite tight. I think it'd, it'd be alright with that. But no, it was, yeah, one he'd look up to just, I don't know, just the way he was. He was popular, um, down to earth. I think that's the best thing. You know, you could go and you'd have breakfast. He'd come sit with you. Yeah. You know, some, you know, normally first thing we go, like, you'd see him and the other, he'd come over, sit, right, Coxie, you right, had a good weekend. And, you know, he'd actually sort of interact I, with you. I think from like my point of view, obviously, you know, like my background with dad doing the radio and stuff, I was always in and around with Dean because, before games, I'd go over with him and I'd go into the sportsman and be. We used to get into the players' area because of dad. And then after the games, he'd be doing the radio, so I'd be on the running track with you lot all kicking yeah, balls yeah, at yeah. me and goal, whatever. <laughs> but it was always like you, Jake Robinson, Tommy Elphick, Kerry Mayo, Gary Hart, Charlie Oakway. Like they, you were all thoroughly nice people mm. and people that were approachable. There yeah. was not. There were, you know, there were a few prima donnas at the club at yeah, times. Of course, yeah, but every club has that, but. You were all very approachable and, as you say, like people that were thoroughly nice people. And I think that's one thing I took off him throughout my whole career was, all right, you're a professional footballer, but any club I went to, he'd always give people the time of day, you know, loads of youngsters that used to say, oh, Coxie, you know, and I used to do, it just took me back, like, youngster Orient or someone yeah. that, you know, would say, oh, can you do crossing with me? And I think, oh, yeah, do you know what? I remember yeah, you doing, it, doing me. it with me. Do you know what? It benefited me if I can help you. And it did, and... I'll name him, it was Josh Caroma who got a move to Huddersfield 
done really well. He's he's fallen a little bit, you know. Keaton Tabs, he's, he's at Portsmouth now, but he's a Championship player. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just seeing it, it on the nice team. Yeah, it's a nice just, feeling. Uh, I text him after, hey, talk you that, you know, <laughs> things like that. And you know, Gary Art used to do it with me. I always kept in tabs, and he's, oh, you know, saw you that cross. Yeah, that was me that at Sussex Uni. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 nice to give back. Oh, good stuff. So then, let's get on to your first team debut. Then, so it's 2005. It was against Plymouth. And when did you find out you were playing? Was oh, it a? This is hell of a story. Was it paper on the board? How long we Sussex got? Uni? No, so we've got 33 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'll, try and, I'll try and cut it short because it is quite a funny one. I'm not sure Mark McGee will find it funny, but um, <laughs> he's so, going to be on the pod one day. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, name the team. The Friday morning, didn't have a Scooby. Didn't have a Scooby. I was training with them regularly, which was great. And uh, obviously, you do, Greg and I do team shapes. You obviously get an inkling. And I'm thinking, oh, man, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, I'm you're so, allowed to swear. I was literally saying, I think he's fucking having a laugh. Isn't he? <laughs> am, I, am I ready? Am I ready for this? I don't know. Standing out on the right wing, and I'm thinking, normally the bibs are the, the team yeah. that aren't involved. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm playing here. So I was a bit nervous. I remember doing the team shape, just kept everything simple. Didn't really, you know. And then um, he hadn't actually said anything. Went and got a drink, and then he pulled me aside. He said, "Oh, um, you know, you're, you're going to play tomorrow. You're ready, aren't you?" And obviously, you just go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah, I'm ready." And he said, "No, no, I want to hear you fucking say yes." <laughs> so he made me shout, "Yes!" <laughs> like that. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm ready." Um, so I was like. Just in disbelief, if I'm honest. So I got in, got in, the, just sat in the change room and was thinking, fuck, now, you know, this is this is it, you know. All the years you've been leading up to it. Um, I remember ringing my dad. Dad cried down the phone like he, emotional wreck he is. Um, no, fuck off, you're joking. <laughs> and he hung up. And I rang him back and said, Dad, no, I'm being fucked. He said, fucking hell, son. Oh, my God. So anyway, yeah, cut a long story short. Went home. Everything's fine. Did not sleep a wink um, and uh, drove to the game. But obviously, you know, the, this is the funny bit. So you get to the bottom of the 23 with a QA yeah. garage. Traffic everywhere. And what time was did you have to I be, be there? there for half one. It's ten past one. Sitting there and it weren't moving. So I ran. And this is God's honest truth. I got my bag out of the car. I said, Dad, I can't be fucking late. Got my bag and I literally ran from there. It took me. I got there with one minute to spare, sweating. <laughs> I walked in, sat down. Everyone was like, "You're right." Yeah, yeah. Literally, Mark McGee's come. Fucking hell, you're right. He brought me in the office. So I had a panic attack. So no, no, no. I just had to run down the fucking motorway. <laughs> so the traffic's. I right, calm down and so, that, so I had a shower, settled myself down, and then yeah, obviously you know you get uh, team talk and that. And to be fair, Gary Hart and was that in the changing rooms at the squash courts end or the no it was the original one yeah yeah then yeah, yeah. And then they the... moved there yeah, yeah yeah no so we were there and I got in so, fucking hell. so you know what you're like I, I, ever since I leave early and get there early yeah. I was rushing around and fucking hell. Um, obviously I was on the bench so I had a bit of time to you know calm down and uh, game was going alright we, we won it 2-0 didn't we 1-2-0 yeah I remember uh he went, Coxie, get warm. Five minutes to go, I think. Oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> Running up and down and giving it all that. <laughs> you know, didn't I really know what to yeah. do, you know. Yeah, cancel I just gave him a clap and you know, a few waves. And then uh, he, uh, <laughs> always remember it. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Keep it simple. There's only five minutes. It'll, it'll fly by. 
Cheers, Gaffer. Yeah. That was it. Sorted. Went on. I mean, I don't think I, I think I had a few touches. Nothing really spectacular, but the feeling of doing that, winning the game, and you know, yeah. clapping the fans, and uh, having that moment. Yeah, it was. And seeing your mum and dad in the crowd, and it was. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's dreams, and it? it's you know, your hometown club, like you said, who you support, yeah, was, everything that you it, want. It was mad, and then obviously went in the change room, and obviously, yeah, hadn't really touched the beer. Really, uh, some beers are coming in. And, Oh my god! So did beers always come? In yeah, the yeah, Mark McGee, yeah, yeah. Oh, in our day, <laughs> fucking truckloads. And uh, oh, so I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, I'll just get showered and I'll just get off. Coxie, come on, you'll have a beer, Mark McGee. Yeah. I said, oh, no, I'm all right, Gaffer. Training tomorrow. Fuck off, we won. It's a day off. You can yeah. have a beer. Thinking, oh, god, I've got to do it. So I've had one. Put it down. I've had a shower. Ah, oh, come on, you've got to have a few more. Well, I remember coming out, coming out of change, I was fucking a bit tipsy. Were your parents waiting? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Mum, I need something to eat. I've had yeah. yeah, yeah, literally something to eat. And then, yeah, it just went from there. But it, like you said, it did go in a flash. Yeah. You know, it happened so quick. Um, and I always say, like, when anyone says about a debut, it's enjoy the moment. You certainly can't, you know, rest on your life. No. You know, you, you've had a taste of it. You know, I don't You've want got to build. So then, that's where, that's where we go from it. Because then you didn't play for another season. You didn't play until the beginning of the next season. Exactly, yeah. But then yeah. that is where you absolutely get your feet under the table. 42 games that season. Yeah. And you're, you're a house, like, from a Brighton point of view, you're a household name at that point. Like, yeah, I think it was nice to get the taster. And then it was like, well, I want more of it. And obviously, like you say, it was such a long time. And you thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to work. Had it. a couple of loan. Yeah, a couple of, couple of, just to keep me going, keep me ticking over. And uh, yeah, come back pre-season. And, you know, come back. As, I mean, I don't think I've done as much running off-season as I have done my whole career. Um, I thought, right, if I come in, hit the ground running. Was it marked that next season? Or was that when it was for a little bit. It, it, it was for a little bit. And then he got sacked after, I think it was Bristol City away. And then that's when, I think it might have been around this sort of time that Mark got the sack. Yeah. Um, we hadn't started particularly well, so obviously coincided with him being sacked. And then, yeah, obviously with Dino coming in, it was... Somebody that knew all of you so well, had yeah. having worked with the youth. Side. And I count myself lucky because it could have been any manager. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could have been someone that wanted to play long ball. Being five Doesn't nothing. like using wide, wide Yeah, exactly. And... You, know, and you, yeah, you know, football, yeah. Certain managers have certain different beliefs uh, but obviously he came in and I was thinking right I've got half a chance now you know it, this is a big opportunity to and like you say obviously playing that many games was and it must have been quite nice as well because not only have you got into the first team and played that many games in a season but you're playing with people that you've played youth team football for you know you Jake Jake Robinson uh Joel Lynch was there that yeah, year yeah um sam rents was in sammy by that Rentz. point you uh, the boy yeah sammy rents there, yeah. there were just you had a, a nucleus of players that came through and i think that helps do you know what i mean obviously with the feelings that you're feeling they were feeling the same so yeah. you're, you're able to bounce off each other a little bit um and obviously you knew, knew each other's games as well obviously completely different yeah. youth team going to first team but you know you knew rents you played behind me for years for the youth yeah. team to come into the first team and do it, it was just it, it's like, it was like second nature yeah, yeah exactly and obviously you had to work a little bit 
uh, harder, obviously, but certainly it helped. You had the connections. And, and you still, and the thing is, you still had those older heads as well to, yeah. to guide uh, you through as well, like uh, your Gary Hart, yeah. your, your Kerry Mayo's, people like that. I think so. a big one as well was Dean Hammond. Was, really? Yeah, he was. Was he your right or was he a little bit older? No, he was older, but he, I mean, he, I think he got uh, Dino made him captain and he was, yeah, he was a great... So they went to Southampton together. Yeah, he yeah. With Atkins he, he, and... was, he was a great skipper. You know, he would um, talk to you one-on-one. You know, he was a bit of a mentor, really, for the yeah. other ones. And, you know, if you're having a bad spell or having a bad game, you know, he wasn't really one to to dig you out, such as probably Oatway and Carpenter <laughs> and people like that. But he, he had a subtle way about it and obviously... Uh, yeah, and which helped because, you know, there was countless times I'd go to him and say, oh, you know, if I do this, you know, what do you think? And, you know, certain bits tactically he and just, whatnot. He, he, he had that little bit more, but he was still, it wasn't like a going to a big brother sort of thing. It no. was like going to a, your mate who's a couple of school years older than you. Yeah, exactly. And he would just speak to you on a level, you know, so, you know like we've spoken before, certain players you would speak to and certainly you'd talk to them and it would be going through them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're just getting our beer order in now. Cool. Cheers, Greg. <laughs> That's why we brought him. Uh, no, we'll sort that later. Um, and then, so yeah, so you were at the album, as I've mentioned, you were at the album for a number of years. Changing room changing that time. Different mm. managers, different players coming in now. Um, was it, did you always have, was it always smaller friendship groups or was it always like, quite a one, one, because obviously with like the Albion now, let's say, because we're a Premier League side, you've got people from all different countries. You, they've broken into their, you know, without, you've got your, the Spanish speaking lads. Yeah, and, but from your point of view, from a, like, with, as we've mentioned, Jake and all that lot, did you always stick as a group and then bring people in? Yeah, or? I think, I think uh, at the start, the youth team boys that got into the first team would sort of stick together. Yeah. I think because we were, uh, you know, feeling the same things, you know. You know, we were still we were still nervous, anxious, and you know I think being around a familiar face helped. But yeah, no I, the squads we had, I, I don't really think there was many clicks. You know, it was quite a, and Dino was quite good at involving everyone. Yeah, you know certain managers would probably um, work on the eleven and and the squad, but you know and obviously the people that weren't in the squad. You know, certain managers. Kind of, so you often hear, like, when you listen to other football podcasts and things like that, you often hear the term frozen out and things like that. Yeah. But Dean didn't let that happen. He... No, he was very good. And I think he had the respect from the players because, obviously, a lot of them, you know, he worked with Dino and, and Virgo and, and people like that. So it was, yeah, I felt it was a... It was always quite a nice... Yeah, it was a good group to be. And, again, I, I think it was lucky, you know, obviously coming through, but obviously coming through with other youth teamers, you know, some players go through now and it, you know, it might be just one and you might be on your own for two, three years until someone else comes through. But because there was such a, you know, I mean, there was, there was a good sort of solid seven, eight of us that were involved. It felt seamless going from youth team. Yeah. And like I said, I count myself lucky with that because, you know, Certain players don't get that luck. Well, and you don't, and that's, and again, like, we've touched on it already a little bit with, like, the lack of the YTS and things like that. Like, you, you have that issue now where. Wish you were that quick on the pitch, yeah? <laughs> you have that. Hell of a run. You have that issue with the fact that players, they don't, you know, you get one or two that get into a first team now. Whereas back then, you had 
you know, minimum three or four. Yeah. For you guys, six, seven. Like, mm. um, but, you know, let's talk a little bit about changing rooms and things. Like, was there a, a main joker in the changing room at the hour? Gary Hart. Gary Hart was the joker. Yeah, he was good. Was there anyone that was really... Nathan Jones? Jonesy, I love Jonesy. I reckon he'd come... He... Oh, he was, he was good fun. He made it fun. And yeah, it, I think, you know, from... Obviously, again, I count myself lucky with good, experienced pros. But going through the years, games changed. You know, certain things that, you know, I'm touching it a bit later. You know, some of the things they used to do to Bob Booker. <laughs> I mean, if you'd done it these days, there, it would be frowned was, upon. There was one story, I'm sure, and I, I saw Bob at the Brighton-Chelsea game, and I said to him, when you come on the podcast, he said, I'm here till 20th December. Just give me a date, and we'll get it recorded. Yeah. And... um I'm sure there's a story that didn't he get pushed in a lake on his bike or something like yeah, that. There's or... that. I mean, and I remember, and I hadn't been in the scene long. Uh, we got off a coach uh, to train, and um, we heard a few of the lads, the experienced ones. So, oh, we get Bob today. We get Bob today. And Bob always used to take the warm ups. I'd be on a warm up, and uh, uh, <laughs> they literally stripped him naked. I think I've heard this one. Yeah, stripped him naked, threw him in a bush, dragged him in a bush. But Bob being Bob, took it, took it, got up, put his gear on. Right, lads, come on, we're doing a circuit. <laughs> You're thinking, hold on a minute, you've just been dragged through the mud. Got mud coming out of his mouth. I, but it, he was, I can't, I can't speak. I, he was just. You need people like that round football club, yeah, round groups. You, you know, you've got a manager that obviously there's a line, isn't there? Yeah. Whereas Bob was. You know, happy to take that, but still, you know, they've done that, but you're still going around. You think it'd be fuming yeah. and not want to talk to anyone, but he's still going to his job. And oh, he was, we'll get on to managing, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, okay, um, but yeah, like as you say, you need someone like that around the, around the group, and it, it certainly adds to it. But did, was there anyone who was like the latest player at the album? Was there anyone ever that was all because Leon he, Knight. Real, really? Yeah. See, now that's a question that I've got coming up later Real about him. Like quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. He 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 wrote his own rule book, pretty much. <laughs> but the thing is with him, is he, he used to do that, but he score goals Scott, on Saturday. He, so I think yeah. that's how Mark saw it, and I think you know the lads accepted it because you do it he on was a Saturday. That talented. Oh, yeah. The amount of people that you hear who said that he, he was probably the one that slipped through the net, finishing wise, fucking frightening. Yeah, frightening. Any angle, didn't matter if it was. He, he just could finish, and I think you know. Again, whether, if he was to play in this era, he would have been long gone. But I think that era was was more managing people, and 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 you know, he, he, don't get me wrong. Mark used to he used to get rollickings. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Not that that would probably do much difference. But no. Leon was Leon, and I think that's what the lads accepted. And if he'd done it on a Saturday, which he you know, nine Normally times, did. Nine times I think he scored ten. something like twelve penalties on the bounce or something. Like, he, 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 he had that little step. He, he mm. came in. He had the little faint, little little faint, and then exactly. Gone. And it, I think that's you know that's where man management comes into it. You know, you could have quite easily probably transfer listed and got rid of him. Yeah. In this day, they probably would have, but we needed him. But we I think like him, so. talk, going back quickly to the Bob Booker thing, I think you could get away with it now. Imagine now. The Al, you know, not even the Albion. Let's say like a League One side uh, dragging their manager. That's on socials. That's in the papers. That's on Twitter, Instagram. 
it's mental. Or if how... it costs assault when yeah, they'd be, be charged. I mean, it's it just... bang out of order. Yeah. Like the, the game's gone. But, but I think again, go back to Bob's character. I think you know anyone he thrived in that era. <sighs> he, honestly, I just can't. Some of the things they used to do to him, and he just used to laugh it off, chuck his gear on because nine times out of ten they'd strip him naked. I mean, they used to drag him through puddles. He, they, I remember he got thrown in the bush, <laughs> and I kid you not, he come out he had leaves hanging out his fucking mouth. He's spitting them out. He's standing there bollock naked, and it's just like us oh, yeah, as if it was all right. Bob, that's yeah, Bob. Bob would take it. But he right. probably looked at him when you know if the. If the boys got that much togetherness, yeah, then we're doing something right. That is one thing they had, especially that era with like the likes of Oakway, Carpenter, uh, Nathan Jones, Gary Arthur. Well, that sort Perry of started Mayer. from the Mickey Adams era when he brought all that, and I didn't realise until a few years ago just how many players he brought oh. from his Fulham days. Your Paul Watson, your Darren Freeman's. Oh, talking of free kicks, oh, Paul Watson. Paul Watson. Well, oh. I've got a little thing later oh, that yeah, I've yeah. mentioned Paul Watson, but. Who, right, in your era then, who was the DJ in the change room? Who was who was the DJ and who was definitely not allowed near the speaker? Mahetta Malongo, definitely not on there. <laughs> he's PFA chairman. I was going to say, it? he's head of the PFA I, now. I've got to be honest. I'm, You're I'm, not going to go on there, Disco. No, no, <laughs> I just can't believe he's there. I mean, he was so quiet. Uh, couldn't speak the lingo for a while. In fairness to him, he was learning English and it did come yeah. on. But oh, he used to get, oh, he used to batter him. But again, another one that used to take it. I think any player that come, you get this, everyone got the same treatment in yeah. terms of banter, and you know you'd get pelters. And if you took it, they'd accept you, leave you. It sort of used to. It's it, like the LA like gangs. You get jumped into the gang. You get absolutely battered for a week, and then you're you're one of us. You're accepted exactly. Yeah. And then the ones that didn't take it would. I think the manager would suss it, and then they'd, they'd go, yeah. and then they'd go. But yeah. To be PFA chairman is, well, I mean, he's, he was always a bright lad. I knew he was doing law and whatnot when he was at the Albion. But, yeah, if you told me he'd be there now, I'd... Uh... So, yeah, so DJ-wise, though. DJ. God, I'm trying to think. This guy, guy Bites used to try, but he, I mean, Christ. Yeah. Oh, he would probably just Chaz and Dave. Yeah, the food, it was, it? yeah, it was very old school with him, but so he didn't really last. I think it was more... Leon used to like, he used to, yeah, he used Chuck to, his stuff on. Yeah, he used to like the R&B, and to be fair, I quite liked it, so I sort of, I bothered to it, so I was all right, but few people didn't like it. I mean, you can never please everyone, but, uh, you know, Leon was quite a uh, small in stature, but certainly in the, in the changing uh, room, he's... On he was, Twitter, he's, in, he's an interesting character. He, yeah, I he mean... He gives as good as he gets. Uh, I'm going to be honest, one thing I respect him, the way he is there was the way, you mm. know, he's not trying to be something he's not. No, he's very, and that, yeah, very outspoken. He didn't agree with anything. He told you, fuck me, did he let Mark McGee know? <laughs> you know, he would, you know, he would tell him. Um, very out, I mean, and sometimes little bits of that, I think, whether or not it's good or not, in my career, I certainly, yeah, felt, oh, well, if, if he's doing it, maybe it might be. I've never done it at Brighton, I must admit, no. because it was such an. Old school changer, but certainly as I moved on and, and the game moved on, I certainly become a bit more outspoken yeah. than I was. So perhaps that might maybe be... that was because also the respect you have for the club being yeah. the club you support. Yeah, no, of course. But you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, it's a little bit of a loosely beer related podcast. So nights out of the Albion, anything that sticks in the mind as you take a sip of your beer and Moretti? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, 
that era, honestly, it was certainly when I, like I said, when I was established, it was practically every Saturday you had to. And so then let's go on to that then. So what was a standard night out at the Albion Light? So you've, you've touched it already. So it was yeah. beers in the change room after, even after a lost beers in the change room? Or, or we might try and just get have a couple it, in there. Just have it in the shower and just yeah. sort of get rid of them. But yeah, yeah, we'd... Beer at the ground. It'd be arranged. So you'd bring your gear. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you play the game. No, to be fair, nine times out of ten, you'd let the gaffer know that you're going out. So you know, because then if they wanted, to, if you've got a game Tuesday and they say, "Well, we want you in in the morning," yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. No. yeah, But to be fair, we wouldn't do it if we had a Tuesday. Yeah, game. we'd make sure it's Saturday, Saturday. Um, and normally, depending on the manager, sometimes if you won on a Saturday, you'd get Sunday, Monday off. Oh, really? So again, you'd obviously have the extra recovery time. Did to... you all wait? Because like I've. I sort of, I listened to the Peter Crouch project and his days off were always Wednesday. Yeah, they um, were. So, so that's what I'm saying. So you could, if you won on a Saturday, you'd have Sunday, Monday off. Train Tuesday. Tuesday used to be fucking like a pre-season. Yeah. And you'd still have Wednesday off and then Thursday, Friday, play Saturday. But yeah, yeah you'd bring your gear, like you said, straight to Sportsman. You'd yeah. have a few in so there. So you would go Sportsman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, and then you just go straight And then we get cabs straight into town. Perfect. It was... I'm re- and who was always the organiser? Who was the organiser? Gary Hart. <laughs> Gary, this Gary is just Hart. Gary Hart yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, the experienced ones would, no, because obviously for yeah. a young lad to go, oh, come on, boys, down. Where are we going? Yeah. Yeah, hold on a minute, fucking, you like, just you've ride, only been here five minutes. We're you just ride the way. Yeah, 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 just, I think the start of it, you want to do it to be accepted, you yeah. know, it was the done thing. So if you didn't go, well, you just, you just didn't go because if, you knew training on the Tuesday, you're you'd probably it. end up getting a Bob Booker. You know, you'd probably get so, <laughs> not going on a so night you'd out. have to bring your gear. You know, some people didn't drink, which they they didn't care, but you had to come. Had to go. There was I always bet. a curfew at twelve o'clock. Everyone had to stay till twelve, and then you could go. And that's then, amazing. That together, yeah, it'd be amazing just sitting there and then going right. I'm ready. Yeah, because well, yeah, you could see you've had a hard game. If you're yeah, like, bloody, yeah. if you're the striker that's been absolutely battered. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, did you ever find like again like? From the Peter Crack podcast, did you ever find, he he mentions like on a Tuesday, like a Tuesday night, an evening game, not being able to sleep after because the adrenaline from oh, a game. Yeah, always, yeah. I used to be up till five in the morning. Yeah, just, just like literally, yeah. Try to come down from in that the end. High. I used to I used to I used to just have a few beers. I used to have a drink. Just he, to try he and, says that he yeah. used to have, just try and chill himself out. Yeah, just relax a bit. Um, snooze wasn't available then, <laughs> but that, that's probably a good one as well. I think a lot of the lads do now, but. Um, yeah, you'd have to have a couple of beers, sit there, watch a bit of telly, and then eventually yeah. get yourself up. But yeah, it always used to be a struggle. Always. But, so then, did anyone, because I've mentioned, because you played with Liam Dickinson, didn't you? Yeah. And what was that like, that morning after, when he, he didn't turn up for training and then was pictured carrying yeah. the girl? Yeah, we all street. knew. But yeah, we you all knew he was, we out. was out, weren't we? Yeah. Oh, were you there as well? I wasn't there, but no, but, I knew they were out and yeah um, obviously yeah talking to change room you know he's he was gonna, was he going to try and get away with it no to be no, fair he, 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 he come was... in and he told the manager yeah fair enough that's, that's fair and enough. just said look you know I shouldn't have been out I wanted to help this girl she was struggling yeah. and obviously the picture on the back of the Argus with her <laughs> fireman's carry um, yeah it was wasn't a great look no but a little bit Bang to rights, really. You're not going to say, what did you get up to last night, Liam? Oh, I just had a quiet night. Yeah. Well, I think he obviously knew. He, saw, he knew it was he knew, he, he knew yeah. he'd, be, he'd been 
photos. Yeah, photos. He come in and just before he went in, he obviously got changed and that. And a few of the lads were like, oh, "Come on, mate, you're gonna have to." Before it comes out, you got to, you know. So he went up and told him, and um, he's actually a really nice lad. No, I've I've, I've heard he generally, that from a few generally, people. honestly, you want to go for a beer with anyone. Liam Dickinson. Well, Dickinson, you'll have to you know. you'll have to give me his number. Oh, yeah, yeah, pod. but yeah, he obviously took the wrath. I think he got a two week fine. Obviously, standard. Um, and I, I remember him getting run ragged. He like he's punished. Basically. Oh, he, 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 he was yeah. I mean, yeah, was, they put him through the ringer. Oh, absolutely. Now, so running ragged and bit, getting put through the ringer. You played under a few managers at the Albion. Mm. Um, did you have a favourite? Russell Slade, yeah. Russell Slade, yeah. I mean, he was at my Orient, man. wasn't he? My man. He was at Orient, so we'll get on to him later as well. Yeah. But now I've heard from listening to other Albion-related podcast stuff, Mickey Adams pre-season. You, for, this is a podcast, so it's not visual. No, yeah. Dean's head has almost gone into his hands there. Um, I, yeah. The grueling pre-season of Mickey oh, Adams. Yeah, it was. Ugh. You've done it now, players are just telling him to fuck off. Yeah. Some of the things we used to do. I remember the worst one, full pitch runs. So you, used to, you had to go right around the pitch, yeah? Four minutes. So you, had to, you had to do a lap in a minute. Yeah. Last one would do another four. And he used to always say, don't care. What, even goalkeepers included? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to get onto that because Kuypers comes into this. <laughs> um, and he said, I don't care... If you want to stop someone, you can stop them. So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm talking physically. Oh, wow. You okay. can punch, kick, it was like rugby tackle. No, yeah, no so the first three laps, you'd obviously be fucking going and going. And you see the fourth lap and you see people sort Checking of looking at your shoulder. Yeah, so I, I always use I've been At first, I didn't. But when we've done it a few times, I would always stay on the outside. Obviously, you're going to be running more. Yeah. But you know, you can see. You know, it was spots. the. Yeah, it was, again, Gary Art, Kerry Mayo, <laughs> Guy Butters. Um, would be the ones that were fucking, you know, you oh, the last lap was like being in WWE. Wow. Uh, those runs, people would be sick, physically sick. Um, and yeah, coming on to Kuiper. So Kuiper's done it once. And last lap, we're literally coming around the last bend. And I kid you not, he must have cleaned out about seven people. Just to make sure. Literally. Yeah, but he fell himself. Yeah. So, but he, 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 he wasn't last. No. But he cleaned them out. And obviously, I was around the outside. So I was like, oh, lovely. Cheers, Kipe. So, I finished that. Finished off. But obviously, it was just carnage. Wow. I mean, if you'd done that now, it was just... Again, like, yeah, you, you almost wouldn't get away with it. No, with... no chance. No chance. I mean, them ones... What other ones used to do? At the university, we used to have um, a cricket, cricket circle. Yeah. And again, it was a minute a lap. I mean, this circle was fucking ridiculous. Quite a bit. Well, I, I mean, played you cricket be- there. It's I mean, a big you, could, pitch. you could barely do it in a minute. No, it, it, it was one of them. Like push yourself. Yeah, of course. And he he was all for push. You know, to your max. Um, so yeah, again, those ones. I'm trying to think, what other one. Uh, used to do. They're 35 seconds now. But we used to do them in 25. So there and back in 25 seconds. But now they do it in 35. But even in 25, I mean, you weren't making it. No. But he was just forcing you to do it. Um, the only good thing about him, you'd run your bollocks off, but oh, I used to love a beer. Yeah. Oh, oh so it'd I'll, be the orchestra. My Sometimes it weren't Gary Art, it would be Mickey. It, yeah, yeah. My we, 21st birthday, I, we went to the Amex, me, Dad, and Mickey to what it was Brighton Fulham, and we went we went out on the beers with Mickey. So he's listened to a couple of the pods, and he might listen to Don't this, try and so. keep up with him drinking. No. 
But it was but his birthday me. yesterday, so uh, no, yeah, we'll yeah. have to get him on. But, oh. but so, yeah, so on a Friday, he'd say, go for a beer on a Saturday. He'd tell us. Right, we're out tomorrow night. Go on, boys. So, but Russell Slade was your favourite. Yes. Now, I've go, that leads perfectly into my next part. So, the Great Escape. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, you know, we've mentioned Mickey's preseason. Mickey went after the Luton game. I was there in the away end that day when he when Kuipers came out and missed one after 12 seconds on the edge of the box. Yeah. Um, and that. we hadn't missed a penalty all season that. We'd had three or four penalties because that was the Man City season as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm and then yeah, we, yeah. we brought Chris Birchley and Albert Jarrett in. And, uh, no, it wasn't Albert Jarrett. It was the other Jarrett. Jason Jarrett, maybe. And um, they took penalties and missed both of their penalties. Um, yeah. But so Mickey goes, Russell comes in. We're staring down the barrel of a load of gun, really. Mm. But down I know, again, speaking, listening to Gary Hart podcast, things like that, like the togetherness, Lloyd Awusu, Gary, they, Gary Hart Lloyd is Awusu. basically being told, don't train so you're fit for the weekend. Yeah. So again, and things like that. Yeah. So, and that's what, and to be fair to Russ, he's done that all the way through. So, the experienced players, you know, if you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, he'd say to Gary, you played Saturday, take Sunday, Monday off. Obviously, we'd be in Monday, yeah. but Gary would have it off, but you're playing Tuesday. I mean, if you've done that now, players would be an uproar. But he'd done, done it to manage the group he had to get, you know. I mean, Do you he, feel players have a bit too much power now God. with the agents and oh, things like that? Oh, absolutely. You know, and the money that's there now, you know, oh, I'm going to find you a week's worth. Take the money. Yeah. They ain't bothered. They get paid the next week. That's what I'm saying. It's it's very you know, and obviously when we were playing, the money weren't as nowhere near no. as good. So people wanted money, you know. That was paying and, bills, yeah. paying mortgages, and you know, most of them now don't even have them. No, Do you know what I mean. So there's no there's no worries. But yeah, he, Russ had a very very good with the experience, especially Gary and uh, Lloyd Owusu. Yeah, ever rarely trained, but he knew that they, honest, he knew they'd get him goals, and then and then Nicky Porter came and weighed in and took all the. Glory last yeah, day of the yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was on the pitch that day. I yeah. loved the pitch invasion at Withding. Yeah, that was the it? best bit about Withding because I've, we've only ever done one at the Amex, which is when we got promoted to Premier League. But the Withding, I think we pitch invaded about four times that season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stewards, one of them said to me, "You're breaking the law." I said, "What are all they doing then?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, shrugged shoulders. What are you worried about? Yeah. Um, but so a couple of fan questions that people have sent in to me. So uh, best player you played with at the Albion? Ooh. I don't think I'm really crazy to picture him, but I've certainly trained him. I'd say Leo Knight. Just, really? Honestly, he's just as we touched on earlier, finishing ridiculous. Him and uh, and I'd closely followed by Dean Ammond. Yeah. How did you fight? Obviously playing at Leighton Orient, um, Brisbane Road, Leighton Orient. Isn't yeah. It? Playing there, like, how did you find the pitch at Withdean being so far away, being so open and expansive? Obviously, because I've never. That was all you were yeah, used exactly, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. Then went to Lake Norton, and the crowd's right on you. Um, but yeah, no, because it it was what it was. You know, used to ball boy there, obviously. So I knew it years yeah. years before I got on. You know, to be able to play, and yeah, it was the norm. You know, it, 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 the stadium was what it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, do you remember the Ring of Ring of Roses celebration? Oh, yeah. Who came up with that? Whose idea was that? Matt Richards. Really? He was a good player, Matt Richards. Yeah, I liked him. Switch, yeah, yeah. Another sweet left foot. They were blessed. Rensi, Kerry Mayo and, and him. Yeah, nice. sweet left foot. And a lovely guy. Really nice guy. And then I've mentioned, so the chant was, we've got tiny cops. We are. Go on. <laughs> um, 
I hope Louise is not listening. <laughs> what was your bond quite like? <laughs> what was your bond like with the Albion fans? I think it was all yeah. right. I think it was all right. I Did think... you like? Obviously, again, we've touched on it earlier. Like you were a local lad when times were hard. Like when we were struggling under Mickey Adams, for example. Did you ever like think I can't go into town and don't yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, felt the weight on your shoulders a bit yeah. more. Yeah, because the thing about the Albion fans with the Goldstone stuff and like that, because we were a smaller fan base, though we were a bit more vocal. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. might have been out and people go, "It's not good enough." Yeah, what yeah. Doing? I remember, like, remember going out for a few, you know, beers and that, and the fan. Remember it? Where was I? What was it called? Down West Street. Remember having a beer and obviously didn't know the bloke propped up next to me. I ain't fucking good enough. Not fucking good enough. I said, what, the beer? <laughs> I thought, was, you know what I mean? I yeah. was like, no, 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 but I'm talking about Brighton. I said, oh, right, yeah, no, no. I said, it's not great at the moment. You know, those situations, you know, especially you're not used to. No. I mean, that was the first encounter where, you know, and he was huge. Um, and you're so, just yeah, thinking, it's not fucking good enough. No. You know, you've got to liven up. You know, you're not good enough and, you know, you shouldn't be playing. And uh, what can you do? I was just like, yeah, no. To be fair, I've not been great, mate. You know, you're honest. I'd like to think, you know, anyone that I spoke to is quite honest. Yeah, about but I, I think I think you were a fan's favourite. I think if I told that if if we went in a time machine and told the 12 year old Sam Hart mm. if he sat down having beers with Dean Cox, he'd be like, "You're you're lying." Yeah, mate. yeah. Like, so, <laughs> and then just last one before we wrap up the first half. Uh, do you have a favourite ever game that you played for the Albion? One that really sticks in the mind has to be the debut. debut. I know it was only five minutes, but. I think all the the work. That's the one you can shut your eyes and just go there. Yeah, like that. just yeah. Like I say, I remember it from waking up and all the experiences and everything that come with it. And yeah, it was. I think it was just a release to be able to, you know, like I say, I was there from six years old to go all the way through the system to be able to get you know where I've been ball boying yeah. for the last ten years to be able to walk on that pitch was just yeah. I mean, it was only five minutes, but. Those five minutes were, were, were certainly precious. Yeah, ideal. Right, we'll wrap that up. We'll have a little half-time team talk and then we'll crack on the second half in a bit. 